The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who voted in South Carolina recently, or your grandmother. Then again, I don't know your grandmother. She may be way more into this kinky stuff than you know. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Crumb Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. Yeah, we are back here. Mike has been feeling a little under the weather. I caught something maybe at the dungeon party. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah a common cold is a sexually transmitted disease. It's like, hey, I, get, I mean, if you catch it yeah. via the act of doing stuff with people... It was transmitted via sex, right? So, well, yeah, sort of. But it's getting better. But yes, it meant I had to miss out on some fun last night. It sounds like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, last night I took myself and Veritas down to uh, Number Six Dungeon, and Veritas is amazingly consistent in his behavior at Number Six Dungeon because last month. He found the cutest non-white boy there and escaped to a corner and made out with him the entire night. This month, he found the cutest non-white boy there and escaped to that same corner and made out with him for the entire session. Okay, we're back. My husband dropped by briefly to drop... Necessary medical equipment. Yeah, he dropped off a humidifier because we've got electric gradient heat in this apartment. And I snore and I wake up having very dry, scratchy, not painful, but just dry throat. And he tells me I I wake him up with my snoring. So we are hoping, I'm hoping at least, that increasing the general humidity of the apartment will help. At least I should feel less desiccated in the morning <laughs> right so it sounds like he had a um a good time so he you were saying yes he... yes veritas had a very good time on our way back he was talking he said that when the guy kind of latched onto him he's like darn it not again <laughs> then... well, and that is the thing because yeah i i it almost feels like you know the dynamics of a normal party mm-hmm. where you kind of are Basically being social, flitting around, giving a little bit of time to a number of people. Right. And then when you'll come across that one person who, you know, there might be some clicking, but it's not necessarily the place for it in a way. Because, you know, well, unless that's what you're looking for. I imagine right. some people's strategies might be go to this, find someone they really like, and, you know, you're looking for that one nice experience. And you're kind of using maybe like a bar, like dating or something like that. Yeah. Or... You're wanting to experience with quite a few people, you know, and doing quite a few different things. Like a bar. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, you know, conversationally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is just, you know, instead of conversation, there's other activities going on. So, yeah, when you get with that person that you are interested, you do want to 
have a fuller conversation with them, but just not at that moment. Right. And right. I felt bad because, yeah, I kind of had a similar experience at the Detroit uh, Bondage Club where there was someone you know, I was clicking with and it was fun, but it's like it, I didn't want to monopolize their time. And likewise, I wanted to kind of meet as many people as I could. You, you wanted to sample the full buffet. Well, not, not the everything. full buffet. There's, but, certain, but, yeah. there's certain dishes that I was like, nope, not interested in. Yeah, but you, you didn't want to focus all of your energy on this one guy, on yep. this one piece of equipment. Yeah, or one thing even, like one yeah. activity or one kind of thing. So, you know, but yeah, it's kind of hard because it's like you don't want to, you know, especially if they're nice and seem sincere, you don't want to blow them off, so to speak. Right, right. You don't right. want to insult them, but it's like, yeah, it's it, there's that, that's why being social just is such a, a burden, like dealing with <laughs> humans. I mean... You have to balance it and yes, get the right. Yes, yeah, yes. it's it's an art, and some of us aren't quite as artistic at it as others. So, so it sounds like that was more of the same. Just found someone who you found someone who really liked his rubber, and he tried on. He was wearing a new rubber cat suit. Mm-hmm. First time he's tried it on, and he looks darn good in it. It's, and you were also wearing? I was also wearing rubber. I was in a surf suit. And that worked out really well. I think I have found that a surf suit is just the right amount of rubber for my body. And where, now, where yeah. does it? Is like does it start above the knees? Or? So, so, yeah, it goes to mid-thigh okay. and mid-bicep. Okay. And kind of a, a crew-cut neck. Okay. So... And it had multiple pulls on the zippers, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, so, yeah, it zipped down the front and, yeah, pulled it over and kind of like a cardigan. Veritas's suit had zippers at the shoulders. Okay. And his was a full cat suit. So the, the shoulder opened up and then you just kind of pulled yourself in mm-hmm. the whole way and then zipped him zipped himself over the shoulder and then had a detachable codpiece, a zipper in the back. But no zippers over the nipples, so those were more difficult to get at. But What colors was it? Uh, the surf suit was black with yellow piping. Mm-hmm. His, the main body of the suit was transparent-ish. Okay. But the arms and the legs were camo. Okay. And then the jock pouch was also camo. He had... Another jock pouch that was also transparent, but he decided not to wear that this evening. And so you got to see the body mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So, you know, and I was really happy. I, I, he was really happy. Talking about this, we sound like, you know, debutantes talking about <laughs> what was worn to the cotillion. It's like, oh my gosh, and I had this lovely thing that was... In... <laughs> Because it's, it's, it comes down to fashion and accessories. It so does. many elements of life it comes down to the fashion and, and accessories. And there was another gentleman there who was wearing a rubber jockstrap mm-hmm. under full Harley leathers. Mm, okay. And he asked me if I was going to be there next month. I said, I'm certainly going to try. Mm. And asked, will I be wearing the surf suit again? And... I said, well, that's not entirely up to me, but I'd like to be wearing something it's like that. It's on loan. Well, that's it. Yeah, when you were talking about how you were getting together with um, Veritas and like basically playing dress up before the event, I was like, oh, oh. I, I wish I felt better so that I could also be there and try on stuff. Because it, it, it does attract, it's a lovely attractive mm-hmm. of attention. I think there, it's a, 
itch that's been going unscratched for maybe many kinksters mm-hmm. who just aren't aware of it or don't really realize even that's a thing that they're like, ooh, would be into. Right. So when they see and someone, it's like, hey. Yeah. I had been aware of Rubber King for years. I'd been aware of Mr. International Rubber since, I want to say, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But I'd never found anybody else who was into rubber and also into me. And so I never had the means, motive, or opportunity to get into rubber myself. And so having a friend like Veritas, Mm -hmm. who... And I've heard that this is actually common in the rubber community, who is willing to loan out pieces of rubber for the night Mm -hmm. so that people can experience it and then perhaps start building up their own collection... You know, it's nice to have that, and it, I am enjoying exploring this new area of kink. It's interesting, too, because it's more, I think, you know, many, I think many rubber suits are more forgiving than would be a comparable leather outfit, because leather is not, doesn't quite have the give. Right. So you have to be a much closer fit to anyone you'd be mm-hmm. borrowing it from. Right. The one thing we were discussing about rubber is that a lot of the best rubber comes from Europe. And European sizings are different. That I was looking at one that was a Bermuda short. The largest it got up to was an an extra large. And I looked at their sizing chart and calculated over from centimeters. And their extra large is a 36-inch waist. Hmm. Yeah, that... There's a European large and then there's American large. Right. And, yeah, they didn't have a lot of stuff in... I mean, they had listed on their site double X and triple X, but I didn't see a lot of stuff that was available in those sizes. So, just another reason to go to Planet Fitness more often. I have many accessories, like, you know, just even clothing that I found is like, oh, I really like this shirt. It only is available in, you know, there's a t-shirt I love from this company, and I love the logo, and I thought they were sold out. They have some left, and there's one in medium. I'm like, damn it. And it's like, at my thinnest, I'm a medium t-shirt. But it's like, oh, that would be a lot of work. But it's like, I, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I invited somebody new mm-hmm. to come to the number six dungeon. It was the gentleman who I have been fisting frequently. I went down to Ipsy oh, okay. to fist him. And he was like, I'm on medical leave. I'm going stir crazy. Oh. At home, I need to do something. I'm like, well, I'm going to be in Novi this Saturday. Got a sling there. <laughs> I'd love to to help you work out some of your frustrations. So, yeah, what happened with him? He hurt his hand at work. Mm-hmm. Bad enough to have to go to urgent care. Okay. And when he got to urgent care, and part of the, the whole workup is they put a pulse ox on him. And the number for his oxygen concentration was 70. And that kind of got the nurse's attention real quickly. So he has... Because the proper range, they want at least above 100, is that? They wanted above 90. Okay. Yeah. Preferably the upper 90s. Mm -hmm. It cannot theoretically go above 100. That's 100%. Your blood is fully oxygenated. So, yeah. Can't get above 100. They want it in the 90s. Yeah. At 70... They're really concerned. So he got to spend a few days in the hospital and is now lugging around portable oxygen with him. 
but he said that he was amazed how much better the oxygen was making him feel in general that the the COPD and the low the low oxygen mm-hmm. concentration was either a root factor or an aggravating factor of any number of just minor things mm-hmm. and that finally clearing that up it's like when I first heard the diagnosis, I thought my life was over, but I'm getting proper treatment. I'm like, damn. And I know that while his ass had tightened up a bit mm-hmm. because he hadn't been playing nearly as regularly, he was much more sensitive and his dick was dripping a lot more cum. <laughs> so, and he, he could feel it too. I mean, I, I tickled his prostate. Literally, he was laughing. He was really into it, and I got a Hitachi magic wand because cool. they've they've got everything at number six. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, "Hey, could somebody get me a vibrator?" And so they handed me a Hitachi magic wand. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I put it on my elbow mm-hmm. while my hand was in him, and his eyes just opened <laughs> wide up. And then I got really mean. I kind of pointed my fingers a bit more and Mm -hmm. pushed up just a little bit. And then I took the magic wand and put it on top of where my fingers would be from Mm -hmm. the outside. And that nearly threw him out of the swing. (laughs) He he had a very good time. And we weren't really going for width. We weren't really going for depth. So instead, I decided to go for speed and intensity. Yeah. Intensity gave him a good pistoning. And when we were done, I looked down at the borrowed surf suit and said, Oh my, that's a lot of lube. Fortunately, it was all water based, so I was not destroying a lovely piece of borrowed clothing. Yeah, he, he is on the men and. He is doing better, and we'll probably see him at DVC. And another gentleman who I had played with at DVC, and I didn't realize this was him in the stories I've been hearing in the past couple months, he showed up at number six after a triple bypass. He was still mending, though. He said, I'm here to you know let people know that I'm still alive mm-hmm. and to have a look, but not too much, because... Doc said, mm-hmm. I can't put that much strain on my heart yet. Which he said, the, the most frustrating part is when I wake up every morning horny as a toad and I can't do anything about it. Poor guy. But yeah, so he is out of, yeah, because he was, he had his cardiac incident December 8th and just got out of rehab short-term long-term yeah he he, it hit him hard oh no but that also uh reminds me of something that i you know remember from number six and also the boundary club was that you know it's just not about going there and getting laid um you know he was there to kind of like reconnect with community yes you know there are these these are the focal points of community Mm -hmm. communities you know this is their places for meeting and for interacting with others and, you know, kind of forming communities. So right. it's way more than just, you know, a place to fuck, you know, it's, it's a place. It, to, even though it absolutely is a place to fuck. Well, because <laughs> yeah. it is, it is a place um, for that, but 
you know, I think a lot of people kind of see these places like they'll see have a movie and, you know, all these, you know, faceless people kind of wandering around and doing stuff to each other without really any interaction other than just the physical. And it's like, no, this is something yeah, th- this very is, much different. This is community. This is and know, even if you brotherhood. Can't, and yeah. even if you can't, you know, play, so to speak, yeah, you go to show to, you know, like, let people know you're there and how things are going, let, you know, catch up. Yeah. Yeah, and also you know see some nice things. While you know, even though you may not be in the action, you can see other people having a good time. Yes, that's you, also you, fun too. You can appreciate the beautiful rope work bondage. You can appreciate mm-hmm. the nine and seven eighths inch cock on on the boy and, and the big hanging set of nuts and <laughs> and you know learn a few things and all of that. Great stuff. So, yeah, I had a good time at number six. Um, got out of there about 1130, which was early mm-hmm. for me. But it was a good time to go, especially because, you know, I was in full rubber, so I had to stop at Veritas's before coming home completely. And we might have done a, a little something, but we were both so tired. Like, no. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought we might have trouble staying awake on the drive home mm-hmm. that was not a problem because apparently with the warm weather we've been having all of the skunks have come out of hibernation oh. and decided to, to play in traffic to, yeah to sacrifice themselves on the road for love yes oh dear yeah so just yeah basically all the way from the dungeon to the ingham county line mm-hmm. we were smelling skunk and oh it was, oh dear it was seriously unpleasant. Well, my only real, yeah, foray into kink or anything this week. Well, like I said, I just, when I, the trouble is when I get sick, I also just feel very unsexy. I do not feel like. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I do not want to, no. About the only thing that, you know, I've done is um, debating. I have a couple books on rope work on mm-hmm. my Kindle, which just crapped out. Uh, oh, I, had, okay. I had the bare bones basic Kindle and the battery just will not take a charge. And uh, so I need to uh, get a new one, and I'm I'm debating. I don't know. I'm either the paper white, which I like, because it has a light built in, right? And or the fire because it's super cheap. Well, I but the fire is get, more of a tablet ish thing. Yes. And I did get myself when it was on sale for thirty bucks mm-hmm. on Black Friday. I got myself the basic fire, mm-hmm. which yeah, it is a bit more of a tablet. But I've had tablets before, and because it is so cheap, really the only thing it does well is books. Mm-hmm. And it does it does books really well. You can do Facebook on it. You can do other mm-hmm. things. But I'd rather use my phone. Mm-hmm. Mainly because my phone is 1080p. Mm-hmm. That cheap Kindle Fire is just VGA. It, it's, it's 480. If you like, I can show it to you later. I've got around. So that's my only thing is, yeah. I know I have a friend who has one, and it's like, yeah, I I do like the the electronic paper and just the, how infrequently you have to charge on the you know the Kindles. Yes. And yes. um, so yeah, so I need to be reunited with all my books that are basically in the cloud because well, it's at, like, there's worst case there is a Kindle reader web app. Oh, I have it yeah. on my phone. <laughs> yeah. No, I have one on my phone. Yeah, but it's it's not the same. It, it is. Yeah, you know, I don't want. I don't necessarily like reading on the phone. So. No, and that's why I got the fire myself. I'm like, I want for reading. I want a larger form factor. I mean, especially because I got the Mage 20th Edition mm-hmm. PDF, and on the phone it oh. is just way 
way too small. That's why I got an old school first generation iPad was to read PDFs and it works, you know, pretty well. Yeah. So I just, yeah, like I said, I want access to my kinky books and learn. I want to learn, you know, get down rope work a bit more. And my best way of learning, I mean, interacting with others and learning from someone else. Yes. But I also like having the book, even I'm finding for crafting, you know, I need, like I need a refresher on a certain thing. It's like, Oh, if it's in a book, then I can pick it up, and it's like, okay, that's right. That's how you do such and such. So you need to meet with Recon Handle, mm-hmm. Hot Dog Dude. Oh. He's from Lansing. Yep. He's local, and I think we've had, I think, I think we've talked to each other, like, messaged each other briefly. I believe on Recon. And I, I've seen him at events. So I've seen him in the actual, you know, real world, meat world, so to speak. But yeah, it looks like he's very much. He is very good at his rope work. Okay. He is a member of Detroit Bondage Club, okay. and I'm sure that he would be happy to demonstrate on you. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a way of learning. I mean, I I want to learn, and you know, it's like, hey, if what can I offer in return for learning? It's like, hey, if you need someone to tie up, sure. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think you know, if you want to be a rope, you know, top. You should have at least been tied up yourself just to know the feeling and things like that. It puts you, I think, in better touch with how it works out. Yeah, I'm not adverse to that at all. And it's just a matter of making the time and saying, okay, this is a a pursuit I want to. But I'm, I'm meeting more and more people who are like into it themselves. So I'd like to at least have some basics down so I could oblige them. Yes, and I since he is local, since he is kinky, mm-hmm. and might be crafty as well. I would love to have him on the show. So if you're listening, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you show up to First Fridays at Esquire. Mm-hmm. Come on down. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you at Detroit Bondage Club next time you're there. It might be a matter, too. I mean, I know certain sites talking about um, getting First Fridays in this kind of nascent Lansing community a bit more involved and happening. Events. I mean, I'm sure I know websites have... Maybe recon. I know FetLife does. Yes. Where you make events. Yes. And maybe that I just have to think of what the sites out there are. Get on there and actually say more often. It's like, hey, don't forget, make this event for especially on FetLife. There's a lot of sub communities. Yeah, and all I, that. yeah, really and make use of that. There's actually like a Lansing events group. Yes. On FetLife that I'm a member of, but I've never posted to, and I need to start doing that for First Fridays yeah. at Esquire. Speaking of, A Hairy Prone Companion is brought to you by the Esquire Bar in Old Town Lansing on Turner Street, a block north of Grand River. Consistently voted in the top three gay bars of Lansing. Helps that we only have two. (laughs) Well, one and a half, kind of. Well, it's complicated. Okay, we'll we'll leave that as it's. I've always seen the spiral, you know, which I think should be considered a gay club. Also, tends to be a dance club because there's not a lot of dance places in Lansing. Hmm. So I think a lot of people just see spiral as a dance club that tends to have a a large gay contingent, and it's like, well, well, I mean, and last night, which I couldn't go to because I was at number six, hmm. one of my friends was doing her drag debut. Hmm. At Spiral. Oh. Yeah. and But I couldn't attend because you know, I had to tell her, sorry, I'm going to be tied up. Yeah. <laughs> well. And I was in no condition to be out to bars. So so I'd be glad when the stupid cold is over. I could be 
try and be social again. Yeah. So what is the topic for this week? Because honestly, I forgot to ask you, so it's going to be a complete <laughs> surprise to me. Veritas and I were discussing possible topics on the way back, and the one thing that popped up, because it had been the topic of discussion at number six, is foreskin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Delicious, chewy, wonderful foreskin. Short version, I happen to be a fan of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, And I'm glad that the teachings of Kellogg are finally falling out of fashion because that's what it was. It was, you know, Kellogg and that group in, you know, late 1800s saying that we should circumcise our baby boys so that they don't masturbate. Hmm. And that. I mean, yeah, how, how does that stop you? I mean, it's, it's, I, I can see because I know that for one thing is removing the foreskin basically exposes the, the head and dries it out. So you lose, I mean, first of all, you lose this, the nerve endings and sensitivity that are in the foreskin itself. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think you desensitize the tip a lot because it's just there and, you know, basically exposed and getting rubbed against clothing and just drying out. So, yeah, you decrease sensitivity a lot. So, right. you know, yeah, if you're, you know, Dick were super sensitized, um, there might be a bit more fondling of it because any little thing would be setting you off. But it it doesn't stop you. I mean... No, no, it, it really doesn't. I mean, it makes, it does make it more difficult. I mean, the, the doctor was nice to me. He cut me loosely. Mm-hmm. And after constantly tugging on it for, you know, 25 years or so, I have a, a good amount of it that I don't need really any lube mm-hmm. to jack off. I can just rub the skin mm-hmm. up and down. And on the interview, you know, I mentioned that Veritas is uncut and he has mm-hmm. a lot of overhang on oh. his. And yeah, he's like, when I masturbate, the head doesn't even get exposed. <laughs> so... But I, there, and I can see certain situations because I've seen, like even on, um, like uh, porn stars and that, where it's this, it's very tight. Yes, and you know that could have issues. That's I think one time when maybe it is called right, for. Right. Um, I mean, there's other possibilities. I know that there's uh, some studies in Africa showing that there is an increased possible transmission rate, and I was kind of curious about that. It's like, is it actually being introduced through the foreskin? Is the only thing I can think of, maybe... Well, I've heard a few theories about Oh, I, mean, I should say transmission one. of HIV. Right. Tra- tra- the th- they have found in studies that I haven't looked at the exact studies mm-hmm. to determine the p-value and their quality and all that good stuff, but, you know, epidemiologists are saying that uncut men are more likely to contract HIV through straight sex mm-hmm. than those who are circumcised. And I think it is, A, there's more surface area Mm -hmm. there that you're dealing Mm -hmm. with. And also that the glands of the penis are, if you see the glands of the penis of an uncut dick, it actually kind of looks like mucous membrane Mm -hmm. more than skin. Mm -hmm. So to me, just from my thinking, is that that is more porous, more More permeable to... Okay. Maybe. HIV. Okay. Right. But yeah, so I, yeah, I do not know the actual 
mechanism of why it would is potential. But you know that it's like again, it's a pretty invasive procedure for right. And I, um, you know, I mean, you know, and let's just put it out there: circumcision is just, I think, a bit cruel. You know, not even getting into female circumcision, which is not circumcision; it's mutilation of the genitals. Right. We're 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 not gonna touch that case. Oh no, I will. Well, actually, no, I will because. I mean, face it, it's much more, I think it's much, like, someone's like, well, you know, men get the tip of their dicks cut off. It's like, yes, and if you take it off at the base, and maybe take off the balls with it, and that, well, you know, that no, might, uh, yeah. but no, well, but, and, yeah. and, and there are, that's kind there, of, con- there are degrees yes. of female genital mutilation, mm-hmm. ranging from a minor shaving of the outer labia to a full oh. clitorectomy, oh. Uh, which, oh, dear. I'm crossing my legs right now. It's like whenever you like that sympathetic pain when you see a guy get hit in the nuts, you kind of do that. I'm kind of having that now because anybody's bits. It's like, no. Anyway, so that's, yes, I think that's, but that's not what this topic is about. No, We're just talking no. about more almost the aesthetics and and degree. Uh, foreskin is a fetish in a way and, and appreciate, yes. being appreciated. Yes. Um, I appreciate myself because to me, it's exotic. Most penises I get exposed to or I'm aware of even in porn and sundries tend to be circumcised so a nice uncut cock is different and it's like ooh, and it's kind of novel you know i'm kind of curious you know what it would be like to be un- uh, to be cut in an uncut culture like would also be the kind of like oh wow this is kind of different and neat yeah i didn't really get that when i was in amsterdam okay so they just took a look at my cock and they said oh you're american <laughs> right so <laughs> or jewish uh, or no, I no. They they didn't think I was Jewish. Uh, but um, not not with the tattoos and the piercings. Now the other thing too. Well, you had you know, you get cut. You have no say in the matter in right. certain cultures. The tattoo and piercings then is when you're of age and you can say I don't believe in that. I mean that's the other thing I think with circumcision. It's a um, signifier for being of a certain group or tribe. Yes, you know, and um, I think that is one thing they say. It is kind of like this can be this coming of age, uh, where yes. ritual where. You are embraced in a certain group. Yes, um, in in several Muslim cultures, I believe Turkish and a few others. Uh, though I don't want to get angry letters, so I, I won't speculate too much. But that because we don't necessarily know, but. right? That it it that the circumcision is part of the coming of age mm-hmm. ritual and is done at ten, eleven, twelve, beginning of two. Yeah, well, when you you know when you're a man, you know, oh. there's there's children penises, you know, there's a boy's penis and a man's penis, and they want to make this differentiation. Again, you know, kind of this symbol of adulthood. It's, yeah, it's one of those things that I think, you know, in culture, I, maybe I think I'd approve of it more if it was done as an adult, like a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, well, okay, one angry letters. Here's my also angry letter. Stop baptizing babies. They don't have a choice. <laughs> um, you know, if this is a consigning someone to a god, it's like shouldn't you let the person make the be able to make the choice before grabbing them before they have any say in the matter? So non-consensual baptisms, mm, is that I, proper? I, I, I shall <laughs> just send them send the hate letters my way. I'm fine. And, and then of course the Mormons take it to the next level, level oh, where god. they baptize the dead. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Breaks right. my rules of consent. Um, <laughs> but no, but yeah, this, these, I would see it as a bigger form of, you know, a, a ritual if it was something done consensually and with full knowledge of what it means and entails. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, health concerns. I know I've heard that 
It's a, a hygiene thing. Uh, well, and I can understand if you are in a sex, you know, um, erotophobic culture. True. I, I mean, I was raised saying it's dirty down there. Don't touch it. And as such, I paid no attention to my genitals, you know, really, you know, like checking them out in my childhood. I think puberty just hit me as like, oh my gosh, something's different down there. Oh, um, I've, I've got a dick and I've got hair. When did that happen? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. And, you, you know, there's a cause for embarrassment. It's like, oh my gosh, things are changing down there. Um, yeah, I'm cut. And, you know, the thing is, I'm similar to you. Mm. Um, the doctor must have been very casual about, you know, not taking too much off the top, so to speak, because there's still a lot of skin around there. Also is because I'm completely a grower. And when I'm not aroused, it's just a tiny little turtle head. You know, just all sucked oh, in. Oh, cute. And yeah, just lots of folds of skin around it. So it's like, eh, doesn't look all that impressive in the shower at the Y, but you know, it, it's serviceable. Yeah, um, and, and I've I've seen you with a heart on and you've got a... a which is how you should appraise penises. <laughs> yes. You should appraise them hard. But also there's a, a certain aesthetic too to, you know, I think, uh, you know, a um, non-aroused penis. And it's like, oh, you know, there's... I, Oh, it's pouting. Just face, face it. We like dicks. And we like yes. dicks in all varieties and shapes and sizes and states. And it's like, oh. But yeah, they're, oh God, completely derailed. Thinking about dick now. It's like, okay. Happy <laughs> I think we're talking about, uh, let's see. Um, oh, hygiene. hygiene. Yeah. As, yeah. you know, I know on my own childhood, if I were uncircumcised, Oh, it would have been a frightful horror show down there. Because, again, I did not have a family that would have said, hey, this is what you need to do to keep yourself, you know, clean. To well, yeah, scrub just, around. Just, yeah, just roll the skin back, give it a, a quick scrub. and Yeah, no, that would have been, oh, no, that could lead to masturbation. They just wouldn't want to, I mean, it was a very, let's not discuss any of this business. Like I said, I don't know if I've ever mentioned my the sex talk I got growing up. But it was or lack thereof. On my way out of the door to go to college. Uh, my grandmother pointed to my crotch and said, you better only pee out of that thing. That was the sex talk I received. It's amazing <laughs> I'm at all a functional adult. Oh, I mean, good she was great in many other ways and really, you know, defended me and stood by me and so many other things. But yeah, this was not a topic she was at all comfortable with. And the most horrific thing that she could think of that I could do in life is accidentally make a baby. And, uh... Being too worried about what the neighbors might think. Anyways. So anyways, like I said, me growing up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not having a foreskin probably saved me, eh, probably nothing horrible, but, you know, some unfortunate maybe smells or hygiene issues. Per yeah, perhaps. But again, yeah. not a good enough reason to do it. Just teach your kids to, hey, soap up down there, you know? Yeah, it, it's not not a big thing in modern hygienic culture. I mean, I can understand... If you are a desert tribe in the Iron Age, why you might want to do that. But, yeah. Even then, there's ways to keep your foreskin <laughs> clean. But, no, I mean, I think, yeah, it kind of came from, you know, hey, we do this, they don't. So, this gives us, you know, a reason to dislike them because they have different ways. and Their penises look different. It's like, oh, God circumcision or not i'm i a lot more people aren't i mean that's the nice thing it's like i've been with some younger guys who were not cut and mm -hmm. it was like wow this is it's nice that it's becoming more of a choice and not just a given because i also yeah. heard of times in the past when if you know certain decades if you said no don't circumcise that child 
the doctors might take matters in their own hands because, well, this is a health thing and you might look at you as being an unfit parent for yes. even thinking such a horrible thought. Yes, Veritas did mention that his mother had to raise holy hell mm-hmm. to keep him intact. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, these days, yeah, doctors are seeing it more as a personal choice of the parents. It It's not automatic anymore. And I can see it eventually going to the point where if a family says, oh, do it, then the doctor's like, uh, and feeling, I mean, this might generations in the future, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there's a amusing, uh, scene in, uh, Arthur C. Clarke's, I think 2061 or, uh, no, no, I know the, the one, I the know far, the far, yes, the far three, future. Three thousand, yeah, 3001. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the where one, yeah. they resurrect a character from the earlier books who was found, you know, thought dead in space. They get his body going again. He's good old American man from, you know, well, 2001 right. with a cut penis. And he's about to have a, uh, do something with a lady of the future. And when he shows her his cock, she freaks out she's because like, she's been, he's been mutilated. Yes. And, and yes. she just like, can't, oh my gosh. And it's like, <laughs> fair enough. And, and then a paragraph later, however, I was able to find other women who found it intriguing. <laughs> right. So yes, that, that he was, he was a novelty and was, exactly. wasn't sure how he felt about that. But I mean, yeah, I think, you know, at some time that might come that way too, because it's like, yeah, the other excuses are like, well, the, the Boys don't, you know, they forget the pain. Like a baby will forget that amount of pain. Or it's like, um, and I think there's been studies shown that show that circumcised men have a lower pain threshold. You know, it's like there's something that is remembered from this experience. You know, luckily yeah, I'm sure it, they do anesthesia now, but there's, no? Oh. No, it, it is too dangerous oh. to anesthetize a body that small. So even topical. Like just something... it, it, it might it might be topical, but okay. based on everything I've heard, it's bondage. That they just strap the arms and legs down, and yeah, and I mean, of course, there, there's also the occasional horror story around that that damage is caused during a oh circumcision. yeah, the, the term yeah. botch circumcision just is fills me with horror. It's like oh yeah, I, there's an entire website devoted to it. I'm not going to name it for you. If you really want to find it. No. Yeah. No, no. No, thank you. It's out there. You can find it. it. It's not hard to Google such things. I think it's just one of those things that is slowly changing and more people are thinking about it. And like I said, it's, you know, again, it's like anything that can make a penis more sensitive. It's like more power to you. Yeah. And I mean, I have, I was able to talk very easily uh, my friend, a couple of friends back in Flint who had gotten pregnant and they had had the ultrasound and they knew that they were going to have a boy. And because I have no shame, they knew that I was uncut or at the very least had some foreskin. And they asked, you know, how difficult was it? I'm like, you know, my folks just taught me, pull it back, give it a scrub. And, you know, that's all you really need to do about it and yeah so both of their sons they left intact and mm-hmm. it's like, yay good for you um so i mean unless there's a compelling medical reason because you know foreskins can be too tight it's called phimosis mm-hmm. and it is unpleasant and painful and can lead to serious medical issues or if you're devoutly religious okay 
I, I may not I may not agree with it, but, if, yeah, but, I mean, but you have that right. Some people who do yeah. it, it's like it's your covenant with God. It's like why God wants to snip the bits off of your children's penises, I don't understand, but God moves in mysterious ways. Uh, yeah, your your faith is not my faith, but I will defend Which it also right to practice it. Yeah. Yeah. Um well and then but when it's talking about mutilating children, then it's like, okay. <laughs> um you know, if we can't sacrifice them, why are we allowed to cut pieces off of them? Uh no. Oh, well, from the religious aspect, if it weren't for, you know, circumcision, we'd have no reliquaries of Christ because, you know, <laughs> he rose bodily, you know, you know, into the firmament and is, you know, there are no bits and bones or pieces of him left behind. So, Except. you know, yeah. So the only thing that would have been left would have been the foreskin. Why they thought about saving the foreskin 33 years before it became a really big thing. And, but I also heard that there are about 14 foreskins of jesus floating around yeah, in various yeah, yeah, altars yeah. thought you know so it's like yeah that the, yeah there are multiple foreskins of jesus that there are so many pieces of the true cross that it you know would be 10 times the size if you put them all together and yeah i mean bones of of the saints and it oh. shrouds and all that sort of stuff so i mean from a religious standpoint yeah it's like okay at least <laughs> we have something to remember him by um but then uh, the other uh, foreskin bit um, I'm thinking of is completely out of my mind now. I had two things, and it's like, okay, the first one is about Jesus, and the other one, yeah. So <laughs> thoughts of Jesus have washed my mind clean. <laughs> of, of, of the dirty, dirty man sex and, and the dicks. And, yeah. <laughs> uh. But no, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, the, the thing with foreskin is I think we're, you know, it's something that's changing now, and... I'm in favor of a variety of penises. <laughs> yeah, I I am in favor of... And I think part of it is cultural, too. Mm -hmm. Is that if you are a fan of the uncut penis, you should also be a fan of comprehensive sex education mm -hmm. uh, so that people learn, A, what the foreskin is, you know, that it has a purpose, mm -hmm. and... You can't just lop it off so so he looks like his dad. Of course, you know, how often did you compare your dick to your father's? Don't think I've ever seen my father's penis, and I'm fine with that. I think, you know, dad and I used to shower together when I was five years old, but that's about it. <laughs> so, of course, my parents were hippies. So. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. You know, so I think, yeah, when it comes right down to it, it's just a matter of, like... Also, I don't know if it really... Should matter that much. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, like for myself, it's not a deal breaker or a maker. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. Not. I mean, yeah, because it's it's just something different, like eye color. Yeah, there's certain shades that I find quite striking, but you know, if everything else is working in this person, then I'm like, yeah, eye color, foreskin or no foreskin, doesn't really matter. Right. Except um, I can only think of one person I've slept with because of this, or um, the first guy I ever slept with who had a foreskin we we're just fooling around we we're friends he was quite slutty i was exploring my slut side and he mentioned he had an uncut penis and at that point it's like yep gotta see this thing gotta do something with him i want to experience an uncut cock it's like i never have and so that led to groping around on a couch yeah it was disappointing in that he was uncut but he had no real foreskin i had way more foreskin than him then yeah you and need to have a 
a few intimate moments together. <laughs> so, you know, so what I'm saying is, yeah. um, no, I've, I've experienced them since. But, um, yeah, I was just <laughs> like, wait, I slept with you because of this. And, God damn it, I felt like a bait and switch. <laughs> I mean, nice enough guy, but right. I think. I, I, I'm hoping that it was also a bit of timing, so I don't know if I was actually helping him cheat on a partner at that time or not. can't remember if they're apart or together at that point. So we just won't go in there. That was decades ago. And just to say, again, don't just sleep with someone because they're either cut or uncut. There's the moral of that story. This section of A Hairy Prone Companion is brought to you by the Crochet Empire. The Hairy Prone Companion supports those who support our community. And the Crochet Empire is very supportive with their selection of handmade bow ties and jock straps. Because as they said in Greece, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> and on the note of crochet and crafting, we move on to our final section. So I did some research in the past week about Amaguri. I think we're pronouncing it wrong. I think there's one more syllable in there that we're missing. Amagurami, um, something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe. And it's not too difficult. The main technique is knowing how to make a magic ring, which is how I started out that placemat, mm -hmm. which is a technique where it's also used on granny squares, where it's kind of a reverse slip knot. You know how most of the times when you do a slip knot, it slips based on the long? Okay, yep. Okay, this slip knot, it slips on the short, so that once you've made your first round or two, then you can pull it tight mm -hmm. and not have a center hole. Okay. So you can get that pulled tight, and then it's just a matter of crocheting and then either putting two crochets into one loop or doing a decrease, which is... You know, you start, you know, from where you are, you go into one crochet loop, yarn over, pull through the loop, go into the next loop, yarn over. Now you've got three on your hook, yarn over and pull through all three. And that way you get a decrease. I have every confidence in you that that's what happens. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, what do I do here? What would I do here? It's one of those things I have to witness. It really is just basically doing crochet in the round and and it's based around a ball mm -hmm. more or less so you start at i've seen him starting at six or nine in the initial round mm -hmm. and then you work out when i saw just a basic stir ball start at nine went to 18 then 24 then 36 mm -hmm. so you've got kind of, you've got a circle at that mm -hmm. point and then they did 36 three more times which kind of brought it up mm -hmm. And then they did decreases back down to, they only went down to 18 and then they... Started doing body? Well, then they darned to, okay. to finish off the end. But there is a way in another video that I saw for more advanced technique where you can pull it down and crochet it completely closed just with a crochet hook and not have to have a seam mm -hmm. there. Hmm. And... Yeah, a lot of it is just crochet in the round. So you'll see a lot of circles and stuff like that. So, so it I, sounds like the bug is biting you that you might be making little I amigurries. might. I, I may. Think of a puppy amigurri. Think of a Mr. Friendly puppy. amigurri. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I can even, see that. Well, I, actually, I'm picturing not even just uh, the puppy one. That would be adorable because you put ears. But even doing a little, like, you know, just Mr. Friendly itself. Yeah, like ju- ju- or... just a Mr. Friendly ball. Yeah. Might do a Mr. Friendly ball or two mm-hmm. to, to get that. Especially giving a little body. Yeah. A little, well, not a little. Well, it would be relatively, I'm thinking of a nice cock. Give him a nice cock. Yeah, you know, it, it, I've got the, you know, a Mr. Friendly head about the size of a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. And then kind of a stick figure-ish body mm-hmm. with three legs. <laughs> and I, I could even crochet a, a retractable foreskin on it. <laughs> Amaguri penises, you know? I, I am sure there are that there are filthy Amaguri patterns out there. I've seen knitted. Yeah, I've seen knitted. And then, oh, well, no, what? What was the other pattern? Speaking of crochet, I was talking to some people about crocheting, talking about crochet empire and all the jackstraps, and that led to someone talking about how they knew someone who had made uh, cock cozies, like little, you know, um, you know, just uh, a crochet cock sock. Yeah, yeah, cock sock, and they were talking about how they should call them cockles, <laughs> like warming the cockles of your heart, and then we'll put a little heart on them. It's like, oh, that's okay. Maybe in the subcockle area. And then we're talking about, yeah, but you wouldn't want to make it out of wool. And it's like, well, if you're into that, sure. Sure. But, well, no, you wouldn't make it out of wool. You'd make it out of cashmere. You'd make mm-hmm. it out of angora. You'd... Or you want something soft, unless you want it. Yeah. Unless you're in it, like a, from a prior show, into CBT. You know, basically a really scratchy wool cock sock would probably be, you know. Yeah, and, and then you can use the crochet hook as an improvised sound. Hello. <laughs> well, I'm also picturing um, weaving into it uh, the, the mylar um, uh, thread that basically... Trans- oh, the, con- the conductive thread. Yes, and then you can just, you know, zap, zap, zap. It's like... There's You're more- evil. I like it. We try. I think when you start, yeah, doing amaguri or amagurami, I think guramis are fish. Anyways, um, Some, th- there's something. so many we're, things we, you could do with it. That would be a, yeah. A we are not one. Japanese. I know we've got the pronunciation completely wrong. Hey, the rope festival in Chicago every year. I can even though I hear the real word shibari khan, shibaru khan. I I can never. I think I'm incapable of yeah, remembering I, which way it goes. It, I'll have and, to make a monomic sometime. And I, I think I heard somewhere on some other podcast uh, or, or somewhere else, you know, a, a guy who had actually spent time in, in Tokyo, you know, he was asking, you know, what do they call it in Japan? Bondage. <laughs> okay. well, of course they do. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, I've my, my own uh, crafting has been, have I done anything? No. Even no. though even though you've been sick at home watching and... TV, I had to catch up on. I'm uh, I'm three seasons into Teen Wolf now, so yay! That's what's been occupying my. Because I when I'm sick, I also have to be. Um, I just am passive. I just have no ambition to do anything, and even crafting. Like I said, I have that scarf, but then some weird part of me is like, you don't want to be crafting while you're sick because you're you're knitting your sickness into it and. I know it's, it's it doesn't happen that way, but it's like I just because like sometimes if I'm ever going to shave off my beard, it's going to happen after I've been sick. It's like I just want to have it gone or things like that. But, I get the sentiment; it's magical thinking, but I understand which I'm doing. opposed to in so many other ways. But also, it gives me an excuse to be lazy. 
the fact that I hey I can I have I don't want to do anything, so I'm just gonna lay here on the couch and watch TV and drink you know massive amounts of cold medicine and fruit juice. Well, then, I mean, the only suggestion I have for that is just make sure that your knitting bag is within reach, mm-hmm. so that you have one less excuse of having to get up and go after mm-hmm. it. That it's just right there, and I'm trying to make progress on it, but. Oh, your scarf? Yeah. Oh, the Season 18. The Season 18 scarf. I'm making bits of progress here and there, um, but damn that Candy Crush. (laughs) I I said I'd give it up, but then I broke through one level, and now I'm on a completely different level. So your siren song is, you know, the uh, the crushing candies, and my siren song are beautiful, smooth-chested werewolves all showering together. Actually, there's not that much showering together happening in the series, I've found out. There's a lot of shower scenes, but usually people are being murdered in them or things are happening. So it's not quite the the locker room eroticism it it could be. Come on, people. Well, I mean, it is still broadcast television, so... Yeah, but, you know... Yeah... I, I, I I got to see Dennis Franz's naked ass on NYPD Blue one week, so... (laughs) <laughs> he, well, yeah he's not quite my type and it's funny because nypd no was it yeah NYPD yeah because yeah. uh, they showed lots of asses and bits and and that was like one of the first i think tv shows that did that uh-huh. and they'd always give a um disclaimer before an episode where they're going to show a bit of boob or butt and um, i remember the episode came up and it's like warning and i'm like "Ooh, we're gonna see some butt oh and, it's dennis franz and it's like Okay, well, fair enough. But, I mean, <laughs> gender equality, and not you know, I, I'm you know, I would rather have had Jimmy Schmitz or, or what's it, Ricky Schroeder? I think he was in it for a little bit. Maybe I, I think I, he showed. I, he, I don't recall. He grew up kind of hunky, and I think he was in it and showed off assets, so to speak. But yeah, and and did one of the stars of Teen Wolf come out recently? Yes, uh, there's there they played identical twins in uh, oh they were identical twins in Desperate Housewives. There are a couple of the young kids who are like in that brood of one of the mothers in Desperate Housewives. Okay, yeah. They're, they're twins. And they've grown up to be very muscular and very fit. And they played twins in Teen Wolf. And then, uh, funny because the characters, one was straight and one was gay in the show. And so, I don't know which one... I, I can't keep them separate <laughs> in the show. It's like something horrible happened to one of them. I'm like, oh my god, the gay one. It's like, nope, that was the straight one. I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's, I'm it's so hard confused. To tell them apart. Or is it the straight one just pretending to be the gay one to make you know good with the boyfriend? I don't know. But the actor himself, I heard, came out. So it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's like I'm glad that we live in a world where you know people can feel free. You know, especially in you know Hollywood, where you know worrying about whether you get a job or not is so. Again, talk about magical thinking. It's like, am I good for this role? You know, when you see you know roles, is, you know, luck probably feels like it plays a part. So. You want everything going for you, and it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, give them another reason not to hire me. When they feel like, okay, damn it, I need to be true to myself, or no, I don't, you know, this shouldn't be a reason. And if they're gonna make it a reason, then I don't want to work for the assholes. I'm yeah. glad to see people being able to be their truer selves and not worried about, you know, right. whether and, they can feed themselves because of it. So and not end up another Rock Hudson or okay. your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, you know, or, you know, some people have done well with it. Uh, George Takei. Oh, know, yeah. 
he's you know he kind of came through it all and you know has, sounds like he has a pretty good life and relationship yeah. so uh, yeah i mean he married his longtime boyfriend mm -hmm. he has a steady gig on the howard stern show and you know he has also taken up the yeah taken on the role of elder states gay and been an advocate for all sorts mm -hmm. of causes yeah so there's a lot out there but yeah so there's lots of distractions in this world and again we just have to come down to making the time to do the things that you want to do and and making things and i think yeah i think i need to focus on the scarf that's kind of my the cross I'm meeting to bear right now, so to speak. Let's keep up with the religious imagery, just to piss off. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, I, I've just, I just, you know, have likened myself to Christ on the cross by the fact that I have a long scarf to knit. Yes, I'm a horrible, horrible person. We've already established this. I think that's the the thing I need to get done, so that I can say I've done it. And then I think the next thing I really, yeah, honestly, I really want to just really fucking get my handle on crochet. And goddamn it, make a goddamn washcloth, you know? Okay. And when you get to that point, I would be happy to sit down with you for a couple hours to get you to that washcloth. And that might be what it takes. It's just like... I need to pick up some, uh, some more cotton anyway. Because, yeah, right now I don't have any... Well, no, what I've got is cotton acrylic blend, so that really wouldn't work for a washcloth. Mm. But yeah, just... Get a, a small thing of cotton and give you a, a J-hook to work with because I found that when you're learning, having a larger hook okay. tends to be better. Size does matter. Yes, yeah, size does matter, especially because I know that when I was learning crochet and when I was learning knitting, I was so tight. Mm -hmm. I was just funny. I was tight when I started out. Mm, what does that sound like? Mm -hmm. Um Sounds but, like my knitting style. <laughs> sounds like my asshole. Wait, what? Um, well, wasn't yours tight when you're when you started out? I have no idea <laughs> the tightness of my own ass. That's, that's, I, I, no, I was just trying things like, how would you measure or uh, so to speak gauge such a thing? And well, like, well, what note do you get when you fart? <laughs> Is it more piccolo or more tuba? Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, as I made the mistake of starting on kind of small needles and then actually uh, knitting on the taper. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even smaller. So, I was really tight and it was really difficult. And eventually, I loosened up. So, mm -hmm. I find that, yeah, I'll probably... Yeah, one of the tricks is you just use bigger needles to, you know, yeah. get that. And... So, yeah, I'll probably let you borrow my J-hook or okay. see if I can find one that's even larger that would still work with regular weight yarn because most red heart el cheapo acrylic yarn suggests an h hook because i just realized that a, a fun project would be to make crocheted washcloths that are uh flag colors for all the various you know mm -hmm. flags that we have in the community you could have you know you know your gay washcloth your bi washcloth trans washcloth leather pride washcloth bear washcloth uh, yeah useful only for washing bears Actually, I'm picturing like a little packet that would have the washcloth plus get someone who makes soap and then for, kind of figure out, formulate soaps. <laughs> Bear soap would be, you know, definitely, you know, kind of Pine. woodsy smelling yeah. stuff. Yeah, d d does, a, does a bear wash in the woods? And yeah, I mean, rubber. I mean, I know, um, I know someone who was very proud that he got a leather scent yes. for candles. Yes. And uh, so I'm wondering, it's like, I would think that the, the, 
a rubber scent? You know, would you rubber scent latex scented soap? I I I have a feeling that if we tried to get rubber scented soap, that it might end up smelling less like latex mm-hmm. clothing and more like tires. <laughs> that that it might end up vulcanized rubber. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, there there is. There is, or at least I know there was, a company out there that specialized in hyper-specific perfumes. Okay. Had things like tomato, mold, dirt, rain. Okay. Yeah, so hyper-specific scents. What is that, Paraclor? Yeah. (laughs) Which is really, you know, the actinomycete, you know, bacteria in the soil reacting to getting wet. Right, but that that a lot of nice antibiotics from those critters. Yeah, but that scent of after the rain, mm-hmm. they they found a way to synth- synthesize it and bottle it. I think it was called Demeter fragrance. Oh, that makes sense too. And but we all know what it really smells like. It's it, what well, it should be named is, you know, if you've seen Doctor Who, you know it's called you know, yeah yeah Paraclor. <laughs> uh, yeah, For the and... woman tired of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, we know that's your only defining character trait. <laughs> oh. And last thing, one of my buddies on Facebook went to Wizard Con mm-hmm. West Coast and what's her name? Played River. Um, Alex Kins- Kinsington? Kins- Kings? Yes. She was there. Oh, cool. Along with John Barman. Oh. And he got photographs with both of them. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe one of these years I'll I'll go to one of those and have my picture taken with someone whose work I appreciate. I heard, yeah, John Berman, um, his, getting pictures with him, he will do, you know, scandalous things with people, you know, if they're up for it, you know. I mean, not, you know, at yeah. least R-rated or maybe PG-13 rated in the, you know, the poses that they take. He's not, he's a ham and he's not afraid to. Yeah, no, I, I could, even though I just want to lay a big wet one on his sexy body, but <laughs> no, I, I don't want to be frothing fanboy. And oops, there's my ride. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attributions License. I am your host, Sir King, with Ryan Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.